0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Raising His Kids, a podcast for stepmoms. I'm Tony. And I'm
1: Lauren, and we are thrilled to have you here with us today. Today's episode is a topic that hits really close to home for so many of us. That's often unspoken, but crucial aspect of most families, but hits a little differently when you include stepfamily dynamics. The mental load is a term that encompasses the emotional and organizational responsibilities that we as stepmoms often find ourselves shouldering.
0: In this episode, we're going to dive deep into what the mental load really means in the context of stepfamilies. We'll explore the emotional toll it can take, how it can impact your relationships, (laughs) And most importantly, we'll share strategies and self-care tips to help manage it all.
1: So whether you're a seasoned stepmom or just starting out on this journey, stick around. You are not alone and we're here to support you.
0: Before we jump in, a quick reminder that if you want to help support us, the best way you can do that is to leave us a five-star written review wherever you like to listen.
1: All right, let's get started with understanding the mental
0: load. All right. So I wanted to start with the definition. So just a short definition is the mental load is the emotional and organizational burden of managing a step family's daily life.
1: I do think that even in a non-step family, the mom or women are always the ones shouldering that burden for sure. But Absolutely. when it's step moms, it feels like so much heavier because now you've got more than just your family you've got like your and in your case you got two other families
0: absolutely and like you take into the childless stepmom the -hmm. childless stepmom who's got no children and all of a sudden they're shouldering a lot of the burden to organize everything for these kids that they didn't create
1: right yeah and like I don't know why society just puts that on the women
0: it's it's just put on the women and I I guess let's be truthful the idea for this episode came from the reel I made the other week, which was purely because I was screaming at my husband that I cannot carry the mental load. I'm going back to work and I can no longer continue to carry the mental load. And he was not getting it. And then all of a sudden it like clicked. I handle the schedule for six people in my family, two of which don't even live here full time. So there's there's three boys coming and going mentally carrying their schedule i've got mine i've got miss k's and then i'm also micromanaging my husband's schedule because he doesn't know who's coming who's going when his appointments are let alone when the kids appointments are or when the kids need to be off dropped off at school or who's got something on at school and i've spoken about it on my page i i got a job i've gone back to work and right. i can't carry the mental load anymore it was all good when i was a stay-at-home mom now i'm a working Even parent then, I though. just well, I could carry it then, but you add the complexity of me returning to work yeah, and now all of a sudden I'm having to remember an even more complex schedule for mine. It has to align with pediatrician appointments, psychology appointments, occupational therapy appointments, parent-teacher interviews, not to mention little Jays getting suspended from school every other week. like because that happened again not now care once again right (laughs) Um, and then I'm lucky that my husband doesn't travel for work anymore because that the thought of that is just crippling
1: right I feel like mine was the other way around is where I was carrying the mental load and running a business um, like working more than full-time I worked like 16 hours a day sometimes and Mm -hmm. then I added a fan like a baby into it and so I like started with all that and my husband would be like oh when's the baby Appointment, when's when I was pregnant, it's like, when's the OB appointment? I just started being like, it's in the calendar. Check, we have a shared Mm -hmm. Google calendar. So I was like, just like, check the calendar, it's in there. Like, I can't remind you every other day when these calendars are or when these appointments are.
0: Yeah. Well, that's one of the first things I did when I started getting my roster and my set shifts. I've gone through and in my husband's diary, I've written all of like handwritten all the appointments. Then I've uploaded them into my Apple calendar on my phone and shared it with him as an invitee. So it's gone to his work. Phone, so oh. he can't. So he can't schedule <laughs> meetings for those times. It's like That's blanked perfect. out. And I said to him, "I'm more than happy to attend the appointments, take the kids to appointments if I'm not working. But I've just taken on a new job. I can't be taking time off for right. kids' appointments. Where he's been in his job for like five years, he can take time off to take the kids to appointments.
1: Yeah, starting on a new job like that, it's always you gotta wait a little bit before asking for time off, especially because you're asking for time off to go away.
0: Exactly like that? that. Yeah, yeah. We can say that. It's fine. And I told them that when when I went for the job interview I told them right. that I had holidays booked I've extended that by a day here and there so instead of seven days I've said it's 10 days just yeah. just to give myself some time but they were fine with it so mm. but when I get back I don't need to be taking time off because of a pediatrician appointment or a psychologist appointment or an OT appointment like I've done my due diligence
1: right it's his turn yeah I agree completely
0: and I said to him all you need to ask for is a medical certificate from the practitioner to saying that your kid had an appointment and you get like you can sick leave for that time
1: oh really it, that's
0: cool yeah as long as we provide medical certificates like his employer can't do anything like he can have two hours of sick leave because he had to take his kid to an appointment oh that's nice so but i think it's it's also looked down on for men to take time off yeah like, it's like
1: expected that like oh why can't your wife do it
0: yeah so but, th- but that's what we got to do right we got to juggle it right we yeah need it's our, so crazy yeah we just need our spouse to carry that load 50% of the time Wh- whatever it looks yeah. like whatever makes it easier easy you go this is what's causing me stress and you know i guess people could say it's similar to the nacho method where you just disengage but you're not disengaging you're just going this is what's causing me stress this is what i need you to pick up on
1: right because men are also raised to not feel like they have to carry it like they don't even realize that mm-hmm. you're carrying it because they've just been raised and like society and everything they don't even realize that it's there in the be- like in the first place
0: exactly like i i w- i watched a tiktok video Tonight while I was in the shower, like had my TikToks just all gone, (laughs) (laughs) similar to a podcast. And it was Kaylee Cresta and she was talking about men complaining about their wives doing the washing and men saying that their wife does it better than them oh, I hate that line. And uh, and it was all about, that. it's like, no, we don't do it better than you. You're just saying that because you want us to do it because you weren't raised to do it.
1: Right. Exactly. My dad needs to say that all the time. And it made me so mad.
0: I get it. I say it to my mom. It's like, my sandwiches do not taste as good as yours. My lasagna does not taste as good as yours.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, with cooking, I feel like it's different. <laughs>
0: Exactly. Like whenever mom comes to stay, I'm like, what are you cooking me? I'll buy the ingredients. What are you cooking me? Because your cooking's better.
1: Especially if she likes to do it. That's also different. Like nobody likes to do the dishes or the laundry. So it's like, don't tell me I'm better at doing the laundry just because you don't want to do it.
0: Well, it's funny. You say like, we're talking about the laundry here. So I've been at my husband for over the last 12 months going when big J reaches high school, he needs to start contributing more. He, he should be doing his own laundry or at least help helping us do the laundry, right? He needs to learn how to use a washing machine. I already refuse to wash his sheets for him. If he doesn't wash them, that's on him. When the uh, room starts to stink, I tell him that he needs to deal with that. And he one is in high first- school
1: though, right? Yeah, he's in high school. Okay. Yeah. I just want to make sure. Okay.
0: <laughs> yes. So he's 13 and in high school. And I'm not saying he needs to do it all the time, but when he's here, he can put a load of washing on.
1: Yeah. It takes five minutes.
0: And he can hang it out. And one of the first things that my husband said to me was, all right, so to help you out, he's going to start doing his own laundry. And I was like, hmm, really? Okay. You can have that conversation with him because I'm not, because it's going to fall on deaf ears if I say it. I'm just going to start letting his washing pile up. And when he comes to me and says, I've got no undies, I've got no socks, got no uniform, I'll go, oh, didn't dad tell you you've got to do your washing?
1: Right. And that's just adding to your mental load still if you need to have that
0: conversation. Absolutely. I shouldn't. If it's Big K doing his own laundry, I'll have that conversation. Yeah, this is your kid. And, you know, I say all the time that my stepsons are still my kids, but there's some things that they just still do not listen yeah. to me as their stepmother.
1: Yeah. I think probably most of us can say that. There are some things that just come better. Like they work better coming from the bio parent.
0: Exactly. Like if I tell him he's going to be disgruntled, he's going to be shitty at me. Why Why should he be shitty at me? He can be shitty at his father because he's right. not going to be shitty as his father because he knows better than to argue with his father. Right. So it'll be interesting when that conversation happens this weekend.
1: Yeah, you'll have to update us on that one. <laughs>
0: Yeah. So I think we, we've discussed quite a few of the emotional aspects, just talking about our personal experiences. But maybe I'll just summarize uh, some of my notes that I have yeah. here. So, so, as we mentioned, carrying the mental load in a step family is far more than just managing to do lists and schedules. It's an emotional journey and often comes, and I'm going to change that because we don't use journey, we use roller coaster. Yeah. It's an emotional roller coaster that often comes with a heavy burden. And for many stepmoments, this weight can manifest as anxiety and guilt. So summing up the anxiety, some of the feelings that you can have is the constant worry, the fear of the unknown, and the role of ambiguity. Do you want to read about the guilt? Uh, Yeah. I was just Uh, summarizing it rather because we're not going to have time to read everything I wrote.
1: You're right. Okay. And guilt is another emotion that frequently accompanies the mental load, and we feel guilty for various reasons, which is prioritizing self-care, managing conflicts, and not meeting expectations. I feel those
0: absolutely and then you go on to add on to the organizational aspects so when we talk about the mental load in the context of step families it's crucial to understand the organizational responsibilities that often fall on stepmoms these responsibilities can be likened to the backbone of family life encompassing tasks like scheduling financial management and household chores which is a lot of what we just spoke about right so and s- scheduling is like i spoke about my husband doesn't know which kids coming and going right he 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 just he just expects me to deal with it and guess what with me going back to work he's gonna have to pick the kids up now he's gonna have to drop them off at school.
1: I love the immersion therapy that's going on with that.
0: Mm-hmm. Because I said to him like if I'm starting at nine a.m. so is he. Yeah. But but I'm finishing earlier so why should I have to do both drop off and pick up? Yeah. So I said to him when I start at nine a.m. he takes them I'll take Miss K to daycare. Yeah. So he can take them to school I'll take Miss K to daycare I'll go off. To work I'll generally finish about 2 30 so I'll only be about 30 minutes late to pick them up um and I spoke to my husband I said we can have Big J catch a bus from his school and he can then wait at Gaven for Little J
1: oh uh, yeah because they're all at different schools right
0: they're they're at different schools but at least right. that way he's catching a bus from his school to Little J's school and then they just wait together till I get there right
1: yeah so
0: it's kind of perfect they're together for 30 minutes it's no big deal but yeah I don't want to be doing that drive twice in one day if I have to work
1: yeah no that's too stressful especially like like right before work, if you've got to get all the kids to school and uh, Miss Kay to daycare, like that's a lot. Why not split it up?
0: Mm -hmm. I said to him, I said on days when I'm not working that Miss Kay is still in daycare because I have her um, going into like a four day a week enrollment but I'm only going to be working three of those days okay because I'm going to be working the weekends but I needed that extra day to myself so that I can get podcasting stuff done and whatever yeah that's crucial that that, that day to myself because I haven't edited a podcast episode in over a week oh (laughs) so yeah with the scheduling it's not just the custody arrangements it's the school activities which we spoke about as well and I think you're kind of lucky that you only have one step kid and only one kid in school yes Yeah, because when when Miss A gets older and they got activities like we were looking at putting Miss K into dance, which we've had to like hold back on because like we can't do that. It's just making my brain explode right now. It
1: already feels like a lot because we put her in swim lessons because like it's very important to me for her to be comfortable Mm -hmm. in the water. And it's already like we have them Thursdays and Saturdays, and every other Thursday we pick up tea. So I'm like, how are we gonna manage? that like having both of them there so I'm like okay that's only one day every other week yeah. <laughs> and I'm already like oh how are we gonna do that
0: if it's the same time can you put tea into lessons at the same time
1: his mom won't let us put him into lessons but I also don't think that that would work anyway, because my husband has to pick him up from school and I don't, he's, they're over an hour away. So I don't think there's any way he can make it there before the pool closes.
0: Okay. I just, I can't believe she won't let you put in lessons, but that's a story for another day. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to talk about number two? Uh,
1: yeah. The financial. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for financial, there's budgeting and financial communications, which I feel very deeply because I'm always, I don't want to say like I'm great with money, but I've always been a budgeter my whole life. I started working when I was like 11 or 12 and I've been budgeting since then. My husband's not a budgeter. So that all falls on me.
0: <laughs> Neither's my husband. He's not a budgeter. And because he, I like to say he grew up with a silver spoon in his mouth. So when he has money, he likes to spend money and it's not great. It's like the Christmas present thing. Did I talk about it on here where I was like, yeah, hundred dollars per kid. And then he's like, bam, let's buy a Nintendo Switch. Right.
1: Yeah, I think I think you did talk about that on here.
0: Yeah, and it's like more money than sense When we really don't have the money to be spending on that But I was always a budgeter And he was so blindsided when he divorced Karen And he's like 99% sure that she was hiding money Oh no So because it was like money that he thought he should have had And it wasn't there And yeah, that's that's a whole other story So he's wanted to be like in control of our budget And, you know, I guess now that I'm working I could, I have more of a say in where the money goes But I felt like while I wasn't working, I didn't have a say in where the money went. I used to have my own bank account. I don't anymore. And... So I've kind of let him go with the budgeting side, but I still have the burden of we have a $200 a week budget for groceries.
1: Oh, the groceries is a thing that gets me every week when my husband mm-hmm. tries to do it.
0: It's it's $200 a week with or without the kids. And if he tries to take the mental load off me by doing the grocery shopping, he'll blow it out to three or 400 Because yes. he'll go, I want that and I want that and I want that. And he goes, oh, we went a little bit over. It goes into next week's budget. And it's like, you just spent $400 like
1: that's two weeks
0: budgets <laughs> like and you've got nothing to show for it
1: right yeah that's a constant like I, that's one one of those things where I'm like I will just do it because it stresses me out when you come home and I look at the receipt and you've spent twice our budget like i we're not doing that
0: right or he'll like He'll see something on the list and he won't think like if, if the cheap like name store brand item isn't there, he won't think to call or get the next cheapest. He just gets whichever one's more appealing Oh, or he doesn't look at the tags that say like break it down to like how many cents per gram or how many right. cents per kilo or whatever. I know you guys like working ounces and whatever, but that's all yeah. too confusing <laughs> for me. So he doesn't work it out like that. It's like he'll call me and he goes, "Oh, there's coffee pods here. So which ones are the best ones?" And I'm like, "Cent per each. Tell me right. where cent per each. Buy that." Right. <laughs>
1: Oh, yeah and I mean that doesn't help either because that's still putting mental load on you if he has to call you to ask
0: yeah but at least he's taking the initiative to go do the groceries right there yeah. are some men that won't
1: you're so right because I appreciate that too and whenever my husband does it I'm like I appreciate that you're taking that from me but you can't go double our budget you just cannot do it
0: yeah they just need a little <laughs> bit of teaching it's like when what was I doing it must be when I took that weekend away and I left a like a list of chores that my husband and the kids had to get done for me while I was away for my cousin's birthday and one of them was folding towels and I've shown the kids how to fold towels <laughs> so that the towels fit in our linen closet because yeah. it's quite narrow and I came home and I had to pull them all out and fold them again and I'm just like and every time my husband goes do you want me to fold the towels for you I'm like no thanks no <laughs> said, no thanks and he's like right. well I'll fold them for you I'm like, please don't I said because then I'm gonna have to pull them out I'm gonna have to refold them and it's not that I don't appreciate that you're going to the effort to do this for me it's that they have to be folded a certain way.
1: And you're going to end up doing it anyway, so. Exactly.
0: And like, I wouldn't care as much if the edges lined up, but when he folds it, it's like.
1: Am I, oh my God, my husband does that too. Like who taught you how to fold laundry?
0: What's worse is that I've seen the bags that Karen's packed the boys for camp and she folds towels and sheets the same way. Oh my God. And I'm like, who taught you? You're a goddamn woman. And you fold it (laughs) like that? like.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> no wonder J and J are the way they are when they've got two sloppy. Can be like quite up here, like type A personality, but he's got like a closeted B personality <laughs> where like he doesn't fold his towels evenly. But then they've got Karen who's like a B personality where sloppy, lazy, messy. Oh. It's like no wonder the boys are this way. Yeah, they're
1: just confused.
0: Exactly. <laughs> That's funny. But yeah, so from the financials, we we chimed into household chores without realizing, which is the grocery shopping, the cooking and meal preparation. When I found out I was going back to work and I was starting Monday, did you see how much food I cooked up on the weekend?
1: (laughs) I actually don't do any of our cooking. You're lucky. My husband likes cooking. I don't, I'm going to clean up the kitchen either way. So I'm like, you cook, I'll
0: clean. (laughs) And see that that's what works for my husband and I is I cook, he cleans up, I don't clean the kitchen to his liking. My clean is not his clean. It doesn't matter if I've cleaned it. I could have scrubbed the whole damn thing with bleach or (laughs) hospital-grade disinfectant and he's going to come through and he's going to vacuum and wipe everything over again. So (laughs) I just don't bother. But in saying that, because I am the one who cooks, I was like, oh my God, I'm going back to work. I don't know when I'm going to be working. I don't know what my shifts are. We've got the boys coming. It's school holidays because we're on what you guys would call like spring break. Right. So yeah, I cooked up a shit ton. And a butter chicken this one actually has chicken in it but it's also got a side of vegetarian to it like I added heaps of chickpeas and beans and stuff just that extra protein and stuff right and then I did the the pasta bake with some chicken mints and some veggies and I cooked up some brownies and I'm just like god I hope that's enough food Oh, <laughs> I'm
1: sure it is
0: uh, It will be I'm just I'm overthinking it Like we only right. have For a week Of the school holidays And then we're away And they're with Their other parents But when When I get back From our holiday I'm gonna have to Meal prep again Right Because we have that's, the kids As soon as we get back That's a
1: really Smart way to do it though
0: It just makes it easier So Because I know I'm gonna be working Thursday nights So Save my husband cooking He can just pull Frozen meals out of the freezer Heat it up for the kids In the microwave And go That's your dinner or, Yeah. Even if I'm not working nights and I just don't feel like cooking, I can pull it out and go, here's your dinner.
1: Exactly. Yeah, that's perfect. So. It makes it easy.
0: Mm-hmm. And then I know we talked about like cleaning and maintenance. My husband cleans, but in most cases, the women have to do it all.
1: Yeah, that's very true.
0: Like I'm lucky. When right. I was, when I was a working mom with Big K's dad. He didn't clean at all because in his eyes, it was my job. I hate that. And I was working 50 hour weeks. I didn't have time to clean. He was home more than I was. Right. But I was expected to do it all. That's like, insane. And I, I guess that was some of my fear of going back to work with a toddler and going back to that
1: yeah I could definitely definitely see that
0: like and forgetting that I was with my husband while I was working before I had Miss K, but he was also working from home so he had more free time to do more housework right so it's like a different dynamic and I guess that was part of what was leading to my anxiety about going back to work and having to carry this mental load and like flashing back to what once was in previous relationships
1: right because that's your experience so it'd be hard not to
0: yeah and the last one here is home repairs. So like coordinating and overseeing home repairs. I don't know how many times like the dishwasher will be clogged. And my husband's like, you need to call the plumber. It's like, no, I'm just going to fix it. Like, <laughs> yeah. I know what it is. You don't rinse the dishes when you put it in there. Something's clogged it. Oh, or Just anything. Or they'll be like, oh, this needs to be fixed. Can you call this guy to fix this? Or right. like, can you do it?
1: Yeah, that is. Yeah, that's something that bothers us too. Is that I have to, or bothers me. I have to like always put in, because we're renting. So I put in like our maintenance requests. And then because I work from home, I'm always the one who's here when they come. And like I've have been having like postpartum anxiety, so the idea of like so our dryer has broken twice since we've had the baby, and um the idea of a man coming in with me and my baby being here alone just fills me with anxiety, and I hate really? it. Yeah, I hate, and like it never bothered me before, but I hate it now. And I'm like, so I've had to be here twice now with the dryer guy, and obviously everything's fine, but like I just like it just gives me so much anxiety. So I'm like, uh, if our dryer breaks again, you have to take off at least until I get over this, like, postpartum anxiety thing.
0: I think it's the vulnerability.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: You're now a weaker woman. And I'm not saying that we're weaker by having children, but mentally we feel weaker because we want to protect our children. Right, yeah. Whereas when when we don't have children, we're like, yeah, it's fine. I can take you. But it's like, oh, no, like, I have to protect my child. So it's like, that's your priority. So I get it. I'm like that with everything. Like, if I'm in the shopping center, I'm analyzing people like that, like, okay, okay, are you going to come at me? Are you going to try and steal my handbag? Are you going to come try and steal my baby? Yeah. I'm still like that. I'm still like that. So It's so crazy.
1: Yeah. It just like was a flip of a switch for me. Like I'm still like that Um, with uh, Miss A too. I'm just like – If I'm in public, I'm like always looking around at my surroundings. Like nobody's going to touch my baby.
0: (laughs) Exactly. It's just, yeah.
1: So some more common examples of daily tasks that define the mental load are coordinating schedules, providing emotional support. That's a big one. Household Mm -hmm. management and communication bridge, which those are all huge ones. Good job on those.
0: (laughs) They are huge. I feel like we should, since we're not going to have time to talk about them, maybe you can do some Canva like magic
1: oh good and idea
0: maybe you like either put it in our stories or put it in our feed do something with it maybe yeah
1: that's a good idea i'll d- definitely do that
0: um and i'll put it in the show notes so you guys can read it like i'll sum it all up right but just touching on the communication bridge is that not only as stepmoms are we bridging the communication between our spouse and their children or in my case, it's not just I'm building that bridge between my spouse and his children and my spouse and his stepchild. Right. Like, you and know, sometimes and sometimes it's
1: the spouse and their ex.
0: Correct. And because they need to communicate Because we don't need to communicate with them Sometimes we have to, like I had to message Karen and talk medication Stuff because do you think my husband remembers The kid's medication? Like no It's me, and I'm the one who shops for it I'm the one who goes and gets it, I'm glad that That's one aspect that she's willing to Communicate with me, but at least then she knows That her kid's getting the right medication Right? Right. So you'd think that's something She'd be willing to talk to me about
1: Yeah, definitely, and I mean you Know that she's she's giving them the correct um, medication also, which is kind of (laughs) huge.
0: Correct. Because we keep getting sidetracked, I want to jump into the impact of carrying the mental load. So the emotional toll, which is the emotional stress and your mental health, which are all things that we've spoken about. We talk about frequently, we cannot be the only ones.
1: No, definitely not. And then strain on relationships with partners and with stepchildren. Which, that's big because just like you were saying um how like you and your husband were fighting over it it's like it has caused fights for us too where i'm like i can't carry this by myself anymore
0: absolutely i think this is a big one i think this one's more important to talk about we've already touched on like the emotional thing but it is like i was feeling frustrated it's one thing for my husband to go you need to go out and get a job and i kept saying to him i don't have a problem with going out and getting a job but i can't do it all right and he's like well what do you want from me and i'm like I want your reassurance and cause he's a fly by the seat of his pants kind of guy. So he doesn't have a plan, but as we all know, I'm a planner. Right. I need to know what's happening every second of every moment of every day. So you can't tell me to go get a job without there being a plan.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And I guess I'm saying this wrong. I, I'm making it sound like my husband's like, you need to go get a job. We had a discussion. Yeah. I was going to start applying for jobs.
1: Yeah. I feel <laughs> like we mentioned that before though.
0: Yeah. I just, really because god anyone's been like he's telling you you have to go get a job (laughs) right no it's like but but in in our sort of argument and our arguments aren't arguments but they are heated discussions and he's like you need to get a job like shit's getting real interest rates going up inflation everything do you want to lose the house like we're not at the point of losing the house but it's like If I have an income, we're not at risk of losing the house.
1: Right. And I mean, it is just much less stress to be financially stable anyway, to not have that risk with four kids.
0: Correct. But then you've got, okay, so that reduces one stress, right? It reduces the financial stress. Right. But then I can, I'm no longer in a position where I can just- Drop off and pick up the kids whenever We need to right so that Just adds on something else yeah And like big K is not a worry he Gets himself to and from school he Oh that's right yeah he he's walking He catches lifts he's got his phones On days where he knows That the neighbors picking up the kids he just sends The neighbor a text and go hey can I grab a lift
1: Oh yeah that's awesome you know
0: He's so grown up he is he's so grown up He got up me this afternoon he was like Mom you left me at home for three Hours <laughs> it's like get used to it, mate. I was at work. I said, you know what to do. He goes, yeah, I know. I could have gone next door, but I thought you were going to be home early. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) So I'm like really lucky that I have really great neighbors and they all have kids. So it's really good. And they, and they know the situation. So they know when I'm working, they know when he's going to be home.
1: Oh, that's great. So even if he's not with them, they can still like keep an eye, like make sure everything's okay at the house.
0: Yeah. And they have his mobile number as well. And he has theirs. Um, so because the kids that he walks with, they don't have phones. So for their peace of mind, I gave them his numbers so that when they walk together they can call or whatever. Oh yeah. So yeah, like he's safe and he just locks himself seriously. He loves it because he just he gets into all the junk food and he plays right. the Xbox <laughs> and he watches movies and he knows to not go if someone knocks on the door, he knows to ignore it.
1: Right. Yeah.
0: Because if anyone actually needed him, they'd call his phone.
1: Right. True. So
0: I said, if anyone knocks on the door, you stay hidden unless your phone rings. Right. <laughs> so like he's self-sufficient. So he's not a stress. But there's Miss Kay, now that she's going to daycare, getting her to and from daycare, making sure that my husband's leaving work on time, especially when I'm working like when I'm doing night shift, right? he has to leave work on time. He has yeah. to do that. He's And when we've got the boys, it's not so much of a problem this year because when I'm working nights, we won't have the boys. But next year we will. We'll have them Thursday nights next year. And if I'm working a Thursday night when we've got the boys, he's got to pick the boys up. And get her from daycare.
1: Oh yeah. He's gonna learn real quick how much you do.
0: <laughs> exactly. Like the day that I had my job interview, he took the boys to school and he had Miss Kay in the car and he had Little Jay in the car because after my interview, I had to take little Jay to two appointments. And after my interview, he's like, I got no idea how you do it. He's like, it was crap. She's kicking the seat, she's screaming at the boys. <laughs> it was just horrendous. And I said, Yeah, and I've been doing it for how long? And <laughs> right. <I'm> like, <laughs> so that's
1: so funny i'm telling you immersion therapy it's the best way to make them learn how much you do
0: <laughs> absolutely but i also want to touch on like the strain on relationships when it comes to like the stepmom with the stepchildren or the stepparent with the stepchildren, if there's any stepdads listening to us, because, but we are a stepmom podcast. So please forgive me when I just talk about stepmoms. But sometimes stepmoms may feel unappreciated or misunderstood, which can create distance between them and their stepkids.
1: Yeah, that is very true.
0: Especially when they take for granted all the things you do, like cooking and cleaning, making lunches, washing their clothes, making sure they've got folded clothes to wear to school or buying their clothes because let's be real how many dads go oh you need a new pair of shoes let's go shopping (laughs) right so true
1: yeah that is so true
0: (laughs) i'm lucky i've got three boys and they're all like in between sizes so big j's clothes go to big k Big case clothes go to little J.
1: Oh, that's perfect. That's crazy though. He's that little.
0: He's that little. He's he's tiny. Like yeah, he's itsy bitsy. So the the clothes get passed down. So I'm yeah. lucky, and then I'm lucky that I've got a nephew who. Although he's quite tall now, so any of the hand-me-downs I get from him probably aren't going to fit big J until he's an adult. And most of oh. his, my nephew most of my nephew's hand-me-downs are actually going to my brother. Really, mm-hmm. that's funny. Do you want to get into some strategies for managing the mental load? Yeah, let's do that. I've I feel like we one, should. So okay, I feel like we should expand on these ones at least a little bit. Okay, yeah, I agree. Effective communication and not having a knockdown, drag-out screaming match. Open dialogue encourage open and honest communication with your partner about the mental load. Share your feelings, concerns, and the specific responsibilities you're shouldering, which I did not do in the right way because I was too overwhelmed.
1: Yeah. And I mean, that happens. It's like once you're overwhelmed and you've been doing it for so long, you start to like build a tiny bit of resentment and then it just comes out the wrong way.
0: Exactly. And then it brings me to the next one, which is active listening. Promote active listening where both partners actively listen to each other's perspectives without judgment. This can help foster understanding and empathy. So I know for a fact when I'm telling my husband that I could not continue carrying the mental load of six people, he was not listening. Right. It wasn't he probably until, didn't
1: understand how heavy that load is though.
0: It wasn't. It wasn't until we like got into it and I was telling him everything and he was like, okay, well, what do you need from me? <laughs> right. And so, and I said to him, I said, well, for starters, what are we doing with Miss K? Like my parents were away. My parents surprised me by coming back this week. And I surprised them with like, hey, your daughter got a job. Can you look after me?'" Miss Miss (laughs) K. But I was like, Miss K's not in daycare. We haven't figured a daycare. And he's like, okay, great. So I'll find her a daycare until then she'll come to work with me and I went all of a sudden I was like weight lifted off my shoulder
1: yeah it's huge one problem like, being solved.
0: I didn't have to find the daycare he did find some daycares and I'm like oh they're a bit far away and then I said to him I said can you call this daycare can you stop in at this daycare it's where Miss Kay's little bestie goes my friend's daughter I said just see if they have availability because it's ideal it's a little bit out of the way for my husband to get to work but it's not that far out of the way like it's still on his way to work it's just a different way, right? And it's all and it's on my way to work.
1: Oh, that's perfect.
0: And then and I said to him, I was like, you know, I think it will also help Miss K transition because she is mummy obsessed.
1: Yeah, I mean, she's been with you all the time for the last four years.
0: Exactly. So I was like, if she's got her friend there, it's. It's gonna make the world a difference. I feel yeah. like she's, she's just gonna transition different. She'll say bye quicker because she'll see her friend and go, Okay, bye, Mom. I'm I'm going to play.
1: Right. Yeah, that's great. Good for her.
0: So yeah, it wasn't until my husband was actively listening that he really heard what I was saying. And he's like, All right, so what can I do?
1: Right. Yeah, that's great. Uh, at least he so, learned, because not all men do.
0: Exactly. Which brings me to the last one of that, which is collaborative problem solving. So, like we just did, we worked together to find our solution. And we just, and like I've been telling everyone, like we've discussed our responsibilities and how they're going to work.
1: Right. Yeah. That's and great. all
0: of a sudden, I'm not stressed. Like, I was having full blown panic attacks. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Like, if you, if, if you talk to Bex, who's been on the podcast, or if you talk to Sophie, who's the sassy stepmom, right? the Austra- the Australian sassy stepmom, not the American one because there's two. The day of my interview, I was having a meltdown, not wanting to go because none of my clothes fit me. Oh, so I was wearing this suit that was technically too big, and I'm trying on outfits, and I'm like, oh no. I was wearing like a collared shirt and suit pants. I'm like, no, I can't wear this. But yeah. I was having full meltdown. I didn't like what I was wearing. And then I had to go, when I got the phone call to say I got the job, I went, fuck, I've got to go shopping for clothes to wear to work because (laughs) although there's like a uniform shirt, I needed pants. I don't have dress pants anymore. I don't have black pants anymore because I don't go to work. Right. Yeah. And I got rid of all of that because I wasn't going back to
1: work. (laughs) Right. Of course. Yeah.
0: But it wouldn't have fit me anyway. So if you ask any of them, I was having like a full meltdown and I can't remember my point of saying, all this. Right. Collaborative problem solving. So I was having a full meltdown. So my husband's solution is, all right, great. You need work clothes. It's fine. And I'm like, but we don't have the money. He's like, it's fine. We'll go, we'll go buy you clothes. Um, right, you know he took me shopping and I am the worst shopper I am probably one of the only women on earth that hate shopping
1: I hate shopping I hate it that's why I have like right little clothes because I'm like I don't do it because I don't feel like going to buy more
0: and I said to him I said you need to pick out the clothes you need to give them to me and then I'll try them on and if I hate them do not <laughs> tell me that you like them because if I hate them I hate them for a reason <laughs>
1: Right. Oh my God. That's so nice. I need to try that with my husband.
0: So, but yeah, do you want to go too?
1: Yeah. So number two is setting boundaries, identify priorities, determine your priorities and boundaries and recognize what tasks are essential and which ones can be delegated or postponed.
0: Absolutely. I got um, nothing to add to that. It's perfect.
1: <laughs> right. <laughs> I agree. Um, delegate when possible. Don't hesitate to delegate tasks to other family members, including your partner, stepchildren, or even outsourcing certain responsibilities. That is so big because mm-hmm. for most of us have stepkids who are old enough, like way old enough to be doing household things. Mm-hmm. And there's no reason why they shouldn't, in my opinion. Like
0: Miss K helps to unstack the dishwasher. So she's three. So if you have a stepkid, kid three and older they can be unstacking the dishwasher if you don't (laughs) want them touching anything glass or china or whatever or ceramic just get them do plastics and cutlery right yeah i mean that that helps every afternoon other than when the boys are here because big k does it like every afternoon when they're not here when he first gets home he unstacks the dishwasher for me and if there's dishes in the sink he restacks it
1: oh really He is like a little adult.
0: (laughs) He is, but he picked that up because when it was just him and I, and he was three at Miss Kay's age, he was helping me do all that.
1: Yeah, right.
0: And he also doesn't want mum coming home in a cranky mood. (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. (laughs) So he he knows that if he does the dishes – and he gets his homework done and he sits down and watches TV. Mum's not going to walk in the door like a bat out of hell going, oh, the dishes need to be done and this needs to be done. I'm going to go, oh, did you have a great day at school, mate? Oh, thank you for doing the dishes. Like right. He's, he's learned. Whereas I can bet you if it was the other two boys, they'd be like, oh, the dishes need to be done. Yeah. Oh, okay. I didn't know isn't that. that your job?
1: <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. You know exactly and then the last one is self-care boundaries set clear boundaries for self-care understand that taking care of yourself is essential for effectively managing the mental load can't pour from an empty cup
0: exactly you can't pour from an empty cup which reminds me i want to do one of those reels like with the cup the stepmom one
1: i don't know i don't know what that is
0: (laughs) so you're pouring water from a full cup and you're trying to fill your glass but you're filling everyone else's cup
1: oh that's cool i haven't seen that
0: Mm. so
1: (laughs) that's a good idea that'd be perfect for this too
0: it absolutely would so and then number three is involving the biological parent so collaboration with the biological parent highlight the importance of involving the biological parent in sharing responsibilities ensure that they are aware of and actively participate in the family's daily life and decisions. When I talk about biological parent here, I'm talking about your spouse. Right. I'm not talking about Karen.
1: Yes. That's a good thing to clarify.
0: Because they are the biological parent. And we've said it before, your stepkids, whether you love them like your own, treat them like your own, they're still not your responsibility. You're allowed to take a step back.
1: Yes, I agree.
0: Like, look at me go, me going, okay, I'm going back to work to contribute to this family. You start taking your own kids to school. Right. Yeah. And that's delegating all at the same time. Right. So co-parenting conversations, encourage co-parenting conversations between your partner and their ex-spouse. Focus on shared goals and the best interests of the children. I say this, but I also know that it's not always going to happen. Yeah. You know, I'm lucky if I can get my husband to send Karen a text message. Yeah. (laughs) You know, he doesn't want to communicate with her, but sometimes some things need to be communicated. But then, like I've already said, I'm lucky that when there's some things like there's one thing that I can communicate with her about that I know she'll communicate with me about. And I haven't pushed that boundary. I'll, I'll stick with the one thing. I'm, I'm happy to deal with that so that he doesn't have to deal with that, but he can deal with everything else. Right. Yeah. So, you know, and don't be like, you know, I've spoken about this before where we believe that there's certain someone who doesn't allow their spouse to communicate with the bio mom and that's not healthy for anyone. No, no, it's not. <laughs> it's not healthy for you. It's not healthy for the spouse and it's not healthy for the child. Right. You know, just get over your own insecurities. They had a kid with them. Trust me, if someone left, they're never going back. Right. I Exactly. <laughs> they're an ex for a reason. Exactly. And then- Stepmom's role, clarify the role of the stepmom in terms of your responsibilities and your decision making, ensuring it aligns with the family's dynamic and the needs of the children. So, I guess that links back to where I was just saying about you're allowed to take a step back because the children are not your responsibility.
1: Right. Exactly. Yeah.
0: You're only responsible for what you choose to take on. And if it gets too much, you're allowed to say, I'm not doing that anymore.
1: Yeah. Exactly. I so. fully believe that. Even though people leave hate comments on my page all the time when I post about that, it is so. true
0: we should we should scream it from the rooftops
1: yes we should so self-care and mental load management emphasize self-care, vital for well-being, stress the crucial importance of self-care in the step family context, acknowledge that self-care isn't a luxury, but a necessity for maintaining mental and emotional well-being.
0: Absolutely. I've already told my husband that when we go away, I'm at least getting two massages because not only is my entire body aching from moving beds and mattresses this week, I'm just mentally exhausted too. I was mentally exhausted before taking on this responsibility of employment.
1: right exactly yeah you deserve it exactly um and permission to prioritize encourage stepmoms to give themselves permission to prioritize self-care without feeling guilty explain that by taking care of themselves they become better equipped to handle their responsibilities
0: we need to encourage each other yes i completely agree you know it's it's okay to take a bath it's okay to go out with your friends, whether you've got kids or not, whether you've got bio kids or not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Know? It's okay to like want time away from all kids, biological or not. It's okay.
0: Absolutely. Like I'm, the reason I put Miss K into an extra day of daycare was not only could I pick up a shift that day, but it also allowed me to have that time to myself, right? Because right. if I'm not working on a weekend, I'm at home with the kids on the weekend. Right. And I have a lot more shit to get done than my husband. And if I'm at home with the kids on a weekend when he's home, I can bet your bottom dollar that those kids are going to come to me as the default parent. Right. Over their father. So he's pretty much getting a free ride while I'm here.
1: Yeah, exactly.
0: I need to physically remove the children from the house for me to have that time to myself
1: definitely because it's a lot to be with someone all the time like this is the first time in my life that's happened i haven't been alone for more than two hours in the last four months And it is exhausting. I'm like, I want to do the grocery shopping just so I can go be by myself for a minute.
0: Absolutely. Like even my sister-in-law has said to me, she gets one hour, maybe two if she pushes the limits on a Sunday after the kids have had soccer, after the kids have had dance and she does the grocery shopping and she leaves the kids at home and she gets herself a coffee and she just walks around the shop and takes her time, drinks her coffee, doing the groceries. I'm like, but that's not even self-care. Like how bad is it when we're, Saying grocery shopping is self-care.
1: I know, it's horrible. That's not good. Like,
0: get yourself the coffee, sit down in a cafe for an hour, then go do the groceries. Right. That's self-care. Like, read a book. I cannot wait for my holiday. Jill Barlow, I don't know if you follow her on Instagram or if she follows you, but you should get on it because she sent me her book, What to... I'll, I'll link you her profile so you can connect with her because she sent me her book. It is What to Expect When You Weren't Expecting.
1: Oh, that's cool. I like that.
0: And I'm going to read it while I'm on holiday and then I'm going to post about it and I want to have her on the podcast. That'd so awesome. I I will send you her profile right now before I forget. She's been following me for ages. I wasn't even following her. I had no idea who she was. And then she just messaged me out of the blue going, I want to send you my book. I was like, yes, please. I'll take that. (laughs)
1: That's awesome.
0: All right. so I wanted to go over some self-care strategies, which we've done a self-care episode before, so I won't dwell on this too much, but I want to talk about daily rituals. So anything that puts a bit of perk in your step, making sure you've got me time, your physical health. So for me, it's yoga. I cannot wait to have that one day a week where I have no kids and I'm going to do some yoga. Yes. Um, And saying no.
1: Yes, that's so big.
0: No is a complete sentence. Yeah. I don't want to do that. Nope, not doing it. Sorry. Exactly. Not my responsibility.
1: Yeah. We all need to get more comfortable saying, no, I know I definitely do.
0: You do. And it's like with going back to work, I said to my husband, like, if I'm working, you're going to have to start taking little J to his appointments and big K is about to start having appointments. You're going to have to take big K to work. And he goes, I can't do that. His father needs to step up. I said, when has his father attended any of his medical appointments? Right. And he kind of, okay, he was, he was so easy to go, no, his dad can do that. And it's like, but at the same time, who's going to advocate for big K as well as me, if it's not you?
1: Right. You and know, I mean, who's, who's, you do the stuff for his kids
0: exactly and then he saw he's like okay yeah okay i'll get it done i'll do it don't you worry but he he was not afraid to say no right why are we afraid to say no
1: i know yeah why are we
0: if a stepdad can say no a stepmom can say no too it's not our responsibility but at the same time you're not going to say no to something that's going to impact the kids negatively right you know we're not heartless wenches
1: (laughs) (laughs) right contrary to popular belief yep um and then the The last one we have is support networks lean on support systems okay so lean on support systems ask for help and get professional help
0: absolutely and professional help doesn't need to be costly like there's several stepmom coaches out there Mm -hmm. lauren is one I'm trying to be one, but Lauren is one. So, (laughs) you know, it doesn't have to be costly and there's lots of free services out there. I actually got some paperwork because I initiated mediation again. So I was going to post on my page some free um, like, resources for mums and stepmums. In Australia, which doesn't help our American listeners, but I don't know that's if nice. any of them are website based. Then maybe you can contact them.
1: Yeah, I mean that's huge though for um, stepmom listeners too, or um, Australian stepmom listeners. I mean, um, yeah, because that's just, probably super helpful.
0: I've never done it virtually before, so they haven't supplied me with the amount of brochures or anything before but now because of COVID they allow for that so I was like
1: oh okay
0: like I've always had to go in so I haven't gotten the same amount of paper So they send all these brochures to make sure I've got enough things for my mental health and everything like that so I was yeah trying to work out how I could post that out there for everyone so if not just send me a DM and I'll flick the information over yeah <laughs> so but on that note we hope that this episode has shed light on the complexities of carrying the mental load in step families and that you're Found value in the strategies and stories we share.
1: And remember, you're not alone in this journey, whether you're a seasoned stepmom or just starting out. There's a community out here that understands your challenges and celebrates your triumphs.
0: Thank you for being part of the Raising His Kids community. We can't wait to bring you more valuable insights and support in future episodes.
1: And don't forget to subscribe to us wherever you listen. Follow us on Instagram and Facebook, threads and TikTok. You can also join our Facebook group where you can interact with us directly as well as other stepmom. And please don't forget to be a conversation starter.
0: Talk to you all next week. Bye. Bye.